0: Hey everybody, welcome to episode 85 of the Metal Detecting Show podcast. My name is Kieron and I have been metal detecting now for nearly 30 years. So this week I talk about my best hunt in ages this weekend and we also talk about the future of coin hunting or as some people call it, coin shooting. So let's get on with the show. Hey everyone, before we start, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and I hope you enjoyed the episode this week. If you want to support the show, there are many options available in the links in the episode notes below. And if you want to interact with me and the show, that information in there too. But most importantly, if you like this content, please don't hesitate to tell your friends and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode. I do hope you've had a great week, whether out hunting or not as I know some global regions are probably gone into the off-season with snow covering the ground. Either way, I hope you guys were productive in the hobby this week. Did you see the legend broadcast last week on the 19th? I have to say, very exciting, and I want one, but I have to call it, I wasn't too far off with my price. Okay, I was a little, I said £4.99, in line with the Top Vanquish, and I came in at £650, in line with the Nox six hundred. Now, I do think the UK price is a bit saucy, as the euro price is €750. Anyways, I hit the nail on the head, read all the features and frequencies. So go back and listen to episode 82 if you're interested. In other news, I'm very happy to hear that Mackenzie Crook, writer and actor of the two-time BAFTA-winning Detectorist sitcom, has said he is starting the process of thinking, yeah, we should get the old band back together. This is news to my ears, and if you've never seen the show, please check it out. It's amazing and funny, and so true to the life of a detectorist. Amazing stuff. I got out for a hunt this week, probably the best hunt of the year so far. As you may know, the best find this year was the silver Louis XVI thimble I found at the start of the summer. Now, that day was great, and that find is still probably the best find of the year so far. But this week, I have to say, I had the best day out hunting, full stop, this year. Let me paint a picture. I remember it it was like four days ago. I decided I would hit a beach I hit about once a year, with limited success over the years, but it's close enough to not be prohibitive and far enough for me to need a coffee to drive there. Nothing unusual so far. I get to the beach and I'm all set up and I'm walking the beach surveying from a high wall trying to find a good spot to start. By the way, I totally recommend this five minutes of surveying when you get to a spot. It gives you a great plan to stick to and to start with on the day. Anyways, I'm up on the high embankment wall looking over the beach and I notice that, Jesus, the tide is really far out today. And I also notice a change in the sands that looks like a deep cut. So I naturally set this as my target and I start hunting in a straight line directly towards the cut. On the way, I find some rubbish and a few euro coins, enough to cover a coffee, which is always a good start so early on in the hunt. So when I got to the cut, it turns out it isn't a cut at all. Or maybe it is. Let me explain. When I got there, it was a clay bed, like legit brick-making yellow clay, with stones and rocks cast through it. Like, imagine a large gravel yellow terrazzo floor. It was very strange, especially when you remember... This is in a beach in the Atlantic Ocean. What I imagine happened was that the winter storms shifted all the sand off this spot, revealing the clay bed, about 250 square feet at low tide. So anyways, I'm hunting away. It was tough going. Every scoop needed to be forcibly banged out of my sand scoop, making it a chore to dig any holes at all. But anyways, I ploughed on. My first signal was a great tone, resulted in a 50-year-old 10p piece. That was in amazing condition. Next was a penny in similar condition, then a half penny, same condition. I knew I was in a good spot, as these coins would normally be toast, but look like they were dropped just the day before. Up next came a great signal, which rang up as 14 to 16 on the Nox. However, its tone was immaculate, so I dug it thinking it would be a large lead sinker, But it wasn't. What came up was a large musket ball. Now remember, this is a beach where a musket ball wouldn't last. And I have never had a musket ball before. Some of you guys probably have had hundreds. But you probably remember the first one. Anyways, this came up immaculate as well. So I knew I was in a great spot now. So I switched to all metal mode so I could hear everything. And started spiralling around the clay bed over the next 90 minutes or so. I pulled up buttons, more coins, but the piece de resistance was a sterling silver teaspoon that was in good condition considering it must have rolled about the beach for at least the last 100 years. I didn't pull out much trash at all over the time there, except one large lump of aluminium and a large lump of cast iron, which looked to be the bottom of a cast iron pot. I got to the stage that my hip pouch was full and my safe finds pouch was so full it was causing interference with the pinpointer every time I tried to pinpoint a find in my hand. I decided at this time to walk back to my van and drop off my finds and any trash of which there wasn't much at all. So I got to the van, dumped it all but I didn't get to go back as it was a mile away and the weather was changing but I made note of the spot to get back there this weekend with the 6 inch coil and the CTX. When I was making a review of my finds, I noticed that the majority of my clad modern coins were close to being toast, while the other ones were in way better condition. So it was this that prompted me to chat about coin hunting and whether it is a viable part of the hobby anymore. And if it is, what should we be focusing on when coin shooting? So let's start with the first piece. Is coin shooting a viable part of the hobby anymore? Is it dying away? In my experience, I'm definitely not finding as many coins when beach detecting, and I have put this down to contactless payments. No longer are we walking about with a pocket full of beer change. Even our wallets have changed from needing a pouch to solely being designed to carry in cards. So I do believe the era of coin shooting is coming to an end. And that's a pity, because it is coin shooting that gets the most people involved in the hobby, till they can figure out their niche and focus on finds that suit that niche. However, it's not just contactless payments that are killing it, the design of the coin itself is accelerating the demise of this part of our hobby. Just like this weekend, coins are not designed anymore to last, in corrosive situations, and are no longer made from essentially unreactive alloys of silver or gold, and are now, since the mid-60s, made in clad form which is multiple layers of differing metals sandwiched between a core of copper with an outer layer of copper, nickel, alloy and zinc. If you've done any engineering work with metal, you know that you don't use join two differing metals, as it leads to accelerated galvanic corrosion in one of the metals, especially in a corrosive environment. And this is why when you find a clad coin that has been in the ground a while, it has bulged a bit and It is falling apart from the inside out. With the adoption of the euro in 2002, European detectorists were tortured with what was called Nordic gold, which was the term used to describe the metal alloy that was used to produce our 10, 20, and 50 cent pieces. This is an alloy of 89% copper, 5% aluminium. 5% zinc and 1% tin, resulting in an iffy signal no matter what orientation, environment, or detector you use. Our 1, 2 and 5 cent coins went to clad copper covered steel, which melt when they hit the ground, and our 1 euro to 2 euro coins are a bimetallic design with the inner being clad copper nickel and the outer consisting of nickel brass, all a nightmare to identify confidently. This is all nice information. However, what it means is that any spendies now result in two piles one that can be spent and one that are too far gone and can't be spent. And begs the question is it worth the time to dig them when there is a 50 50 chance it will be of any value or even a coin? I think what both these points will result in is the days of going out finding a stack of spendies are going to fade into distant memory, and coin shooting will become about finding coins from before the contactless era, and even before the clad menace of the 1960s. So how does that change the hobby? Well, where do you go now? It might get to a point where going to your local park will be pointless, unless you're looking for something other than coins. You may need to change your coin hunting technique to hunt for older coins, like focusing on high conductivity coins, knowing that it won't be worth digging a clad coin that are slowly being phased out. Coin shooting will move from the parks and picnic areas to the fields in the hope of finding something older. This means that in Europe, although plagued with contactless payment and the euro coin, we will have thousands of years of coins dropped to draw upon, which is good for us. However, I'm afraid coin shooting in the US may be a very different story due to the sheer size of the sample to draw from over a few hundred years. So what will coin shooting look like in the modern era, well like I said you won't go to parks or sports grounds, the coins simply won't be there, so you'll have to go to either very highly populated areas or areas of long history well before the clad coin. Your test bed will have to have its clad coins removed in favour of higher conductivity silver alloy coins. And even your detector may no longer have park or coin mode and will struggle to identify modern coins as they drift further down the shit-shoot of conductivity and your audio processing will become more important. And more important for you to know the difference between an iffy 50 cent versus a 30% silver coin which will blow the earphones off your head. Even your mindset will have to change, your level of patience will have to improve. How often do we find silver coins mixed in with the buckets of clads we find? Some people do well in this, and some find one a year. Now take away all that clad. Do you have the patience to weather the silence between silver coins in a coinless, contactless era? I know this is a dystopian version of the future, but I think we're on the way to some version of this. Maybe not our generation, but most definitely the next generation of metal detectorists. That's it for this week. I hope you liked this episode of the Metal Detecting Show podcast. Check out our website, www.themetaldetectingshow.com for this episode's show notes. Check out our Patreon page if you want to help the podcast stay alive or just want to buy me a coffee. If you want to buy me a coffee, you can do so at buymeacoffee.com forward slash metal detecting. Also, if you'd like to leave me a voicemail, please do so on speakpipe.com forward slash the metal detecting show. The link will be in the show notes. If you feel like taking your appreciation to the next level, feel free to leave me a positive review on any podcast directory of your choice. If you like this content and would like more, please don't hesitate to tell your friends and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Once again, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and we will chat to you all again next week. Get out there, eyes down and happy hunting.